Have you ever wondered what a stablecoin is? And if you have, are you worried that stablecoins are going to undermine the U.S. dollar? And have you been patiently waiting for Blockbeard to make his epic return on the podcast? Well, you're in luck because Blockbeard is back and we're going to answer all your questions right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. This is a new year. Same cryptocracy podcast. We are super excited to be here and record another episode for you. So, Crypto Corey, how are you doing? Hey, doing really well. Glad new, to be here. Is your new year going uh, well? Yeah, the new year's going awesome. Well, that's good to hear. My, my new year's going pretty well uh, as well. So, um, to, to, make this, to make things interesting, we have a returning guest, Blockbeard is here. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. We're super happy to have you and we're glad that our schedules are able to line up that we can make this happen. Always fun to have Blockbeard on the show. Yep. Always fun to be here on the show. I keep listening to the show as you guys get to go along and I keep saying to myself, I, I want to get back on there. So I appreciate you having me. Glad that you're here. Yeah, we, we love having you on. So uh, for this episode, we're going to talk about something that we have Referred to a couple times, I want to say at least once, um, but that is stable coins. That's going to be our topic for today. So where, where do we start with stable coins? I, I, I personally don't know hardly anything about stable coins. So where does the conversation about stable coins start? Well, first, I think we want our listeners to understand what a stable coin is. And as the name indicates, stable, a stable coin is basically a cryptocurrency that's not going to fluctuate in price. And typically, uh, stable coins are basically a cryptocurrency representation of the U.S. dollar. In theory, how they work is for every U.S. dollar that the stable coin receives on deposit, they mint a stable coin onto the uh, cryptocurrency network. And you'll have stable coins that will be on different networks. E- each, each blockchain, major blockchain, has their own version of a stable uh, coin except for Bitcoin, uh, they don't have stable coins, but uh, on Ethereum you'll you'll see uh, Tether, and that's probably the most uh, popular one or, or or the most widely known one is uh, Tether. Okay, so if these are kind of representing the U.S. dollar, right? It would a stable coin on one network theoretically be equal in value to a stable coin on a different network? Or yes. Okay, so, so I'm they, understanding they, that correctly. Yeah, they don't. Well, they. They're not supposed to fluctuate, but they do fluctuate by a few cents. I'm not 100% certain how that actually happens. It must happen in the in in the, the supply and demand of them. You know, when they're when people are demanding trying to get a hold of tether, the the price might go up, you know, to a dollar and two cents. Uh, when it when it when there's not as much a demand and people are trying to sell them, it might go down a little bit. But typically, um, you you can redeem one tether for one one dollar. So. What's kind of the use case for this? Because I feel like if I want a dollar, I can just use a dollar. Why would I, you know, if it, I don't feel like this is, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like it's something you would invest in, correct? Or is it something you'd want to invest in? No. It, so it's not something that, that you invest in. It's it's basically a utility token. Um, it's not for investing, but it's for helping to make the, the blockchain work better, uh, specifically DeFi. 
you'll find the use for stable coins a lot in decentralized finance. Um, people will will put uh, let's just say they put will put Bitcoin into uh, a DeFi uh, service that will then give them Tether as a loan, and then they can then cash that Tether out for uh, U.S. dollars and then do something in the in the real world outside of the the crypto world. Um, also, people who do a lot of trading and they want to book profits will often uh, take the take their profits and just put them directly into a stable coin instead of trying to cash it out into uh, U.S. dollars. So they'll they'll hold their money in a stable coin, and then when the crypto market moves a certain way, they'll then uh, trade that stable coin into whatever cryptocurrency they want to uh, deal in. It, it just jump in here. It's it's easier to move your money around when it's in the stable coin versus bringing it out into the into cash. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um so if you were to move it into to fiat even though these exchanges will allow you to to hold fiat dollars on them you can't move that fiat very easily from one exchange to another but if you're in a stable coin you can transfer uh just like you would transfer any other cryptocurrency from one exchange to another so it makes moving your money around a lot easier and and it keeps it kind of in the crypto world so that uh you know when when you're ready to bring it out you can then trade that stable coin in and for US dollars and then pull that money off of an exchange. Okay. So I feel like, so what I'm learning is stable coins just make things a lot easier. It makes things work easier. You okay. Bet. Okay. Removes the extra steps of moving your cash around. Yeah. Correct? It, it, it basically imitates a whole financial world in, you know, on, on the blockchain. Um, you need U.S. dollars for things to work, and so it gives you an opportunity to have U.S. dollars in the form of a cryptocurrency. Before we did this episode, before we started recording, I, we talked a little bit about VeChain and how they were coming out with stablecoins. Can we talk about that? I know VeChain is one of your favorite cryptocurrencies, so maybe this will be a fun topic for you. Yeah, this is a this is a great topic. Um, I, I've put a little bit of thought into into this and and to what I think it will mean for the V Chain network, um, and and some thoughts on why why maybe they didn't do this before. So if you look at V Chain, is very geared towards solving business needs, providing utilities for business to to do the work that they need done in terms of moving data around and having data driven apps and being able to uh, store that information on the blockchain. And VChain's, or VChain's focus really wasn't trying to be this giant crypto ecosystem where people were were trading and trying to make money uh, or trying to do things with decentralized finance. Um, so it really didn't make sense for them to have a stablecoin on their network because how how is Walmart going to use a stablecoin? They're not really investing in cryptocurrency. They're just using VeChain to track goods as they move throughout Europe and into China or from China back into Europe and, and other areas. And so there's just really not a need. But VeChain, outside of their um, their business use cases, has kind of taken on a, a life of its own. And there is now a decentralized finance uh, site that's that's built on, on VeChain where you can trade out of VeChain into some of the other native tokens that exist on the VeChain network. And it's kind of starting to make sense that they would need a stable coin for the same reasons any other chain would, would need one. And so I think that 
VeChain uh, releasing a stablecoin will help foster that environment, the DeFi environment that can now exist on on VeChain and have a, a whole ecosystem. Whereas before, I don't, I really don't think VeChain uh, really thought about having that that type of uh, ecosystem on their network. They were really geared towards uh, making business work, which is one of the reasons why I really like them. They have a real good, solid uh, business plan and how they work with with their large customers. I am actually really excited about this that this announcement that came out. Um, I, I've I've watched a lot of or looked at a lot of Twitter and, and seen a, a a lot of backlash coming. Uh, people complaining about it. What's this going to do? How's this going to help? But I'm I'm actually really excited about the, the things that this can do for VeChain and actually for my investment in VeChain. Yeah, uh, the the price did go up a, a little bit on on this announcement. I think it'll. I I agree with you. I think it'll blo- draw a lot of attention to VeChain. Um, and I say this a little bit tongue in cheek. It will draw attention to VeChain for the wrong reason. The, the, I mean, the reason why VeChain exists, again, is to be able to enable businesses to to operate more efficiently and, and share data. But there's really this ecosystem that's growing up on the VeChain network. And I, I'm, I'm sure that they just looked at it and said, hey, why don't, why don't we foster this development and give them a stable coin that will help this segment of, of the VeChain network grow? And it does provide users. It does burn VTHO. Um, so there's just a net positive. It will bring more people into the VeChain network, but maybe not for the the reason of of sharing data, but but to do investments. Well, either way, I think it's uh, pretty cool. So my ne- my next question is like, and we we talked a little bit about this before, but there's is there a downside to stablecoins? This is something uh, you mentioned to me before we started recording, um, and I think that would be something important to dive into uh, yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, so there, there, there is a downside, and I, I want to approach this topic carefully because I, I want to get the, I want, I want people to think about this as we talk about it and kind of have a light click on and to understand why stablecoins can be a problem because I think it, it will illuminate a problem that that takes place in in the world outside of crypto. So let's let's talk about Tether. Um, Tether is probably the most infamous, and I use the word the term infamous because. Um, so it's the most infamous stablecoin out there because there's been a lot of drama around it. And the drama stems from uh, Tether has never actually been audited. And there's there's reason to believe uh, that there is not $1 backing every Tether. In fact, the reason to believe it is because they've they've said as much. But But for the first few years of Tether's existence, they said, oh, no, we're backed one for one. Uh, every time we mint a tether, there's been a dollar deposited in our treasury. Uh, people were pushing for an audit. Some uh, governments were pushing for an audit of them as well. I think the state of New York sued them or or took them to court and forced them to produce some documents. And when all the dust settled, um, tether was not backed one for one. Now, it it is not a completely unbacked uh, crypto because they do hold. Um, some securities, uh, some notes, and some other cryptocurrencies, which equals up to the value uh, that Tether has out there. So it is not uh, unsecured. It is backed. But it's not backed by U.S. dollars. And that was the whole point. The whole point was, if you mint one Tether, then that means you have a Tether on in your bank account. And this illuminates the problem that we have in fiat in the real world. It it 
uh, governments inflating their fiat is a problem. It's one of the reasons why people go to cryptocurrency is to get away from the fact that governments can run the printing presses infinitely and completely destroy their currency. And so the minute that they move fiat onto uh, into cryptocurrency, guess what these people did? Because they're able to mint Tether, they started minting them without having the dollars to back them. And that is exactly what the problem with fiat is. And I think it's really interesting that the minute that fiat gets on into cryptocurrency, the US dollar gets in there, you have a company that's starting to inflate it for, I'm, sh- I'm sure, for their, for their own gain. I do not think there was anything innocent going on with Tether. Now, I want to be really careful because um, people are saying, well, because Tether is uh, has been dishonest about this, and I, and I fully believe that, that, they've, that they've been dishonest. They've come out and said that they're not backed 100% by U.S. dollars. But because Tether is, has been dishonest about that, then Bitcoin's a scam. And Bitcoin is going to collapse. And that's... It's like guilt by association. Yeah, that, that's complete crap. Now, there may have been some manipulation of the Bitcoin price by printing tethers, or not printing, but minting tethers and allowing uh, people to go in there and buy Bitcoin when they shouldn't have been able to. But that doesn't make Bitcoin a scam. That doesn't impugn the record or the beauty of Bitcoin itself. It just shows that the fiat world is a mess. And someone took advantage of the same thing that a government is doing, and they're minting Tether. Now, Bitcoin can't be minted. Bitcoin can only be mined. There can only be 21 million of them. And so we know that that supply can never be inflated. But go back and look at the mess that that Tether has created. They've just basically taken what a government does right now with U.S. dollars and done that on, on, on the uh, Ethereum network. Now... Does that mean that Tether's junk or that I don't use it? No, that doesn't mean that at all. Um, it's a great uh, currency to move into when you want to book a profit and, and keep it into cryptocurrency. And I think that t- Tether is mostly stable. But I, I do think that there there has been some shady things that have gone on over there. And I think it just completely illuminates the problem with fiat. There's There's lawsuits pending against them currently. I yeah. Think, like, I, at least four saying that they... That not only were they not backed and they lied about it, but that they actually manipulated the price of Bitcoin to cause the 80% drop in 2018. Yeah, so I, I would, well, I want to be careful what, what I say. I'm not because, saying that they did that, yeah, but that, I, there's a suits claiming that. Yeah, them. so that's, that's, that is what's being claimed. If that is true, um, I would love to see the people responsible for it to go to jail because they have, in my opinion, given uh, crypto a black eye, a black eye that crypto doesn't deserve because of their, because of their actions. So that's that that is a downside. You hear, you'll hear people talk also talk about um will will uh tether undermine the US dollar. Will, will stable coins undermine the US dollar? And I think that's a that's a funny question is how would it undermine the US dollar because in order to have one it's, it's backed by the US dollar. It's backed by the US dollar. So I mean the, if the if the US dollar is undermined then then the the stablecoin itself is undermined. It it becomes worthless. Uh, undermined in the sense of you're using tether instead of the dollar to buy things. Yeah, which, but but so is my credit card undermining the US dollar because I use my debit or credit card to purchase something? Yeah, it, exactly. It's just it's just a form of US currency. It's it's a representation of of the US currency. That's that's all it is. And in fact, Let's let's talk about what its what its long term effect on the U.S. dollar would be. So go back to the cryptocurrency that we just did uh, about Turkey. 
Which they, should be dropping before this episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, if you haven't listened to it. If you haven't listened to it, go, go you back need to go listen, listen to, to, to the cryptocurrent. And we, we talked about Turkey and how they had uh, 36% inflation. And what were the people putting their money into? They're putting into stable coins. They're putting into stable coins, which is just a surrogate for the U.S. dollar. So in my opinion, stable coins actually strengthen the role of the U.S. dollar on the world stage because it allows people who might not have access to U.S. dollars to be able to get them. And it creates a demand for the U.S. dollar. So, yeah, so it's not really going to undermine the U.S. dollar. It, it it probably ends up being cheaper for them to get tether or, or any type of stable coin than to have to go through a bank. So there's probably the banks are the ones that are saying, "Hey, it's going to undermine the U.S. dollar because they want to be the ones. Yeah, they, they want to be. They the want one, the money. They they want to be the only ones that can hold the U.S. dollar, which makes sense. We I mean, can't really blame them. Blame them for protecting their own interests. Yeah, I I agree. They they want to protect their own interests and and let's face it the way that they make money if you're gonna you know trade a current one currency into another is to, is to charge you a a spread on that on that currency and that's what they they pocket the difference so i mean if you're already paying exchange fees exchange fees in the crypto world you might as well continue to pay that same uh, small fee to to just move into a stable currency because you're, you're gonna you're gonna pay it anyways whether you go to the fiat or to the stable currency so you just might might as well go to the stable coin is it, do you think we'll get to the point where it's easier and more common to be using stable coins than it will be to be using a bank or? Well, that, that that's a really good question. And I, and I think that we're, we're seeing uh, governments start to produce stable coins. Now China's already done it. Um, I think that the U S uh, government will probably produce a stable coin and then we'll see the crypto worlds kind of combine with, with the financial systems that we have now. I think we're headed that that direction they have to they're gonna have to get into the game yeah well i mean it's it certainly is cheaper to to operate that way you, you talked about the fluctuation in in price of the stable coins and i, I think there's a is it a six percent spread that no uh, not six cents but six points. no it's, it's it's up to usually i i've seen it get as high as around two two cents it's probably gotten higher but so that that would be like about a two percent uh uh, up or down on on the stable coins and is that a problem um i think so a little bit i'm smiling I, as i say that yeah I, I i know why i think i know where you're going with this uh but yeah i i think so like like if you're moving a lot if you're moving a lot into uh the u.s dollar uh i mean a u.s stable coin and it's it's costing you a buck two then that's two percent more uh, above and beyond the fees you're already paying to to move into that stable coin uh, unless you're lucky on the other side and you're getting it at 98 cents, but if usually if you're buying a lot, then it's more likely that you're going to pay over than than under. Well, I, I talked earlier and I told you how excited I was for the stable coin that V Chain was doing. That's right. But I was a little bit selfish in that because I'm excited about it because of what it could do for my investment in V Chain that I have. But I'm also excited about another one. I think you guys have talked about. I don't think I know you guys have talked about this before because a lot of my investments are some of the same ones that you have. Um, what do you know about a truly stable coin? Yeah. So, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a stable coin out there that, that couldn't fluctuate, that couldn't go up or down by a couple of cents? 
It have, would, you, have you heard of, heard of one? It would Walk be Beard? amazing if there was something like that out there. Well, it's not out there yet, but why, why don't you tell us about what's going to come out there? Now, we did mention this on a couple of episodes ago, but we probably really didn't go into it in details on how it works. But why, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, we have the announcement, and the announcement itself was exciting. Um, and the fact that, that what makes it so exciting is it's a, a stable coin that is actually truly stable because it can't fluctuate the way Tether does or the other ones do because it doesn't have uh the it, it's one cent and it's, 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 it's a penny it's a penny and there's no a room stable cent. a stable cent and there's no room for fluctuation there and that's what's amazing about it and this is on our one of our favorites feg yeah so the the, the feg DeFi ecosystem is coming out with their own stable coin and, and it will be based on the penny and and if you think about you might think well how could it not fluctuate well it it can't because the smallest denomination is a penny and if it were to be, if it were to fluctuate, it would have to go up to two cents and that would be a hundred percent gain. So, you know, that's not going to happen and it certainly can't go down because if it goes down, then it's free. It would be zero. I mean, it literally is pegged by the penny. And because of that, it, it will never fluctuate. So it's still backed by us dollars, but denominated in the penny. And so by doing that, when it's released, it, it will literally be a, a stable coin that cannot fluctuate. And again, our friends at FEG have come up with another genius idea and another way to make finance in the cryptocurrency world more dynamic, uh, but more stable and more secure. Now, this is not financial advice at all, but what I'm about to say is when FEG goes down, I buy and I hodl based upon announcements like this. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. As as the market has pulled back, Feg especially on the on the Ethereum chain has become very very attractive uh to buy. I I'm truly truly excited for what's coming. Yep. Yeah, and I and I think we probably mentioned this every episode. We part of the reason why we do this is cuz we are so excited about this technology and and what what it means not just for investing and making money yeah sure that may be the most exciting part but just because it's it's cool that this can change the way that business is done and and finances are done by people around the whole world so that's my two cents your your stable cent my (laughs) stable one that is my two stable cents yes yeah well this has kind of been a fun episode maybe a shorter one but but i think uh Short I think and sweet. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think our, our users need to be aware. I'd, I'd like to sum up. Uh, stable coins, they're great. Uh, I believe that they're going to help the, the world of finance grow on uh, the blockchain. And that they, again, when you hear them, uh, people, especially in Congress, who are saying stable coins are going to undermine the U.S. dollar. They will not. They will only make the U.S. dollar stronger. You can't have a stable coin unless you have a strong U.S. dollar. There would be no reason for people to, to use a stable coin, to, to, to hold their, their currency in a stable coin if the U.S. dollar is completely destroyed by them. It doesn't make any sense. It, it's necessary. If, if you read anything or you hear anything and you think that this, uh, that's negative on this, it, in my opinion, it is necessary to have in the blockchain ecosystem for decentralized finance to happen, for DeFi to work. Yeah. It, 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 and in fact, I don't know if we mentioned this. I can't, I can't remember, but... It's the way loans work. You can't have the decentralized finance loans without a stable coin of some kind because that's that's the coin they're going to give you. You're then going to trade that for fiat. You're going to use the fiat in the real world, and then you're going to take take what you earn uh, in fiat, turn it back into a cryptocurrency, and pay that loan back into stable coin. 
It, it's, it's what makes De- DeFi work. Okay, so before we sign off, I've got one more question from our executive producer, Spencer Anderson. Uh, is So can you still consider it decentralized finance if it's backed by a centralized currency? How does that work? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. So let's let's look at what each of those mean. So the, the currency is absolutely centralized. All we're having is a, a cryptocurrency representation or a proxy for the U.S. dollar that just exists as a, as in its tokenized form. And so the idea of the U.S. dollar is still going to be centralized. But what we mean by decentralized finance is that the mechanism for the finance to work is decentralized. It exists out in the blockchain on, on millions of servers. No one controls it. Uh, it's just code that's released and and is able to run autonomously. And that's what we mean by decentralized. The fact that it uses uh, a token that represents a centralized currency does not mean that the mechanism for using that currency isn't decentralized. I, and I, I hope that makes sense. Okay. I, yeah, I think, I think I'm starting to get it. Does that make sense to you, Blackbeard? Absolutely. I mean, once you put your money in, it's in the decentralized system, you're, you're going to take it back out and use it in a centralized system. So it makes perfect sense. Oh, on that note, we'll just like to thank Spencer Anderson for his contributions, for making it happen. Uh, Blockbeard, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been great. We love it. Uh, Crypto Corey, thanks for your expertise. And we'd like to also thank our listeners and Shitashi Nakamoto. He started it all. So uh, with that, remember to stay cryptic. Stay cryptic.